And just like that, we're doing a podcast. This is the Monday Mass. All you got to do is push record and people will listen to you. Well, that depends. Well, we have some to have people will listen to some you. people. Hi, Chris. It's been a couple of weeks. It's been a, it's been a minute for sure. I'm Chris Cote. I'm Todd Richards. You and are. What? You are Todd Richards. Hi. And I'm glad to see you. Great to see you too. It's, it's January 16th. Last time we did this was January 2nd or 4th. Yeah, we did miss a couple weeks uh, due to unforeseen circumstances, which we will get into. Mm-hmm. But it has been an insane, wild ass week Jeez. in the ocean, in the snow, everywhere. I don't know about I don't know about skateboarding. <laughs> Not a lot of skateboarding has been happening. But it's been it's been crazy talk. I mean, we've uh, we've had some crazy ups. We've had some some downs and. Um, Let's rip into it. Well, it's MLK Day, so uh, happy MLK Day. This is a day to celebrate uh, being one people. And uh, in the words of Todd, not being a dick. That's right. Very easy. Just, uh, we tell, we salute MLK all day and every day. And also, uh, this is... we got to just start with the worst news ugh. in the past long time. Mm-hmm. A uh, friend of ours, I know a really good friend of Todd's, Ken Block, passed away about a week ago now. Yep. Two, or two weeks ago. It was actually, I found out about it in sitting in the car right when I left. Here. On Monday. On Monday. Yeah. And that was, uh, or Tuesday. I don't even remember. I think it was either Tuesday or Monday. It was a horrible day, whatever it, it fucking was. Fucking sucked, dude. A tragic accident. It's been a couple weeks now. I just got back from Utah. We had a great memorial for him at Woodward Park City. Um, you know, hundred, probably close to a thousand people came to celebrate his life. Um, what a life it was, too, dude. I mean, it's it's you think about the the impact a person has on an industry, you know, the action sports industry, and Ken. Ken had that impact before he decided to start driving cars, like the starting of, of drawers and uh, eight volt. Well, first of all, it started with eight ball clothing, then then drawers, then DC shoes, and then blunt magazine dub snowboard uh, apparel. Like th- there's just so much stuff that Ken helped to facilitate happening like every like Danny Way you know jumping mega ramp for the first time and then we talk about like his influence on um you know surfing sponsoring Bruce Irons Dane Reynolds Andy Irons then to motorsports like Ricky Carmichael and Jeremy McGrath and like his and this is all before he even decided to his wife bought him a rally lesson for his birthday and then next thing you know he straight up, and in the words of Brian Scotto, a good friend of ours, um, who is a partner with him in Hoonigan, during his memorial, Brian said that that Ken Block has been the most important person in motorsports in the past fifty years, and it's true. I didn't. I, I honestly, I think I saw a rally car once before Ken drove, right? And all the accolades. That he had, which you had mentioned, leading up all the industry stuff. We were right there with. I was part of that with Ken. So many amazing sushi nights. Yeah. Ken Ken showed us all how to eat and throw sushi. Uh, oh, <laughs> incredible! Tomiko? Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, there's, everyone has amazing Ken Block stories. For me, I think the most 
inspiring aspect and one that I actually try to put into use in my life is that he did it all in the industry, in the mm-hmm. surf, skate, snow industry. Did it all. And then as a titan of that industry, totally switches paths, chooses something new mm-hmm. and just kicks ass at it. And I, the, to me, I was like, for you know, you kind of feel like you can get stuck in one job or one industry. Ken showed us all that, you know, if you put your mind to something and if you love something, you can achieve either one one part of his life was enough to make him an absolute icon. Yep. The fact that he did it multiple times and later in age, when did Ken Block start driving rally cars? 36? Uh, probably, two, God, probably 2004 or five. Is in when his mid 30s. Yeah. And became a multi time world champion, put Rallycross on the map, invented a lot of elements of rally car racing. It's more like he brought, he brought marketing, um, his marketing prowess and his attention to detail and um, his like aesthetic and style to uh, rally and rally yeah. cross. It's not like, I mean, there's, there's been legends like of rally cross and, and Ken would be the first to admit that he's, you oh, know, for sure. But a not lot the of most us. insane driver yeah. ever, but like for, for the average Joe, he he brought it to mainstream. He made it cool. I mean, like, look, you've got people that are wearing Hoonigan, and it's it's basically just a car. He he brought car culture into the the collective consciousness right. of of the youth, and I think that, or or I should say, rally car culture in the collective consciousness of the youth, and made it really cool, and among other things, and it was. Just to get back to like, it was such a rad thing, and a lot of people spoke, and you know, it was just, it was sad. You know, you'd you'd see all these people that you hadn't seen for years and years and years, and like you'd cry and you'd laugh and you'd cry and you'd laugh, and it was just a really great coming together. And you know, it's his his legacy will not be soon forgotten. And and, and you had also mentioned something about. Uh, when you guys came together like that, yeah. the the emotion and the catching up and the camaraderie, uh, it shouldn't happen just no. at funerals or no. birthday parties. And I I posted something two days ago that kind of caught wildfire, and I was just kind of like sitting there. I just had a coffee at the Panic, and I just got home. My wife and I drove back from Salt Lake City, and you know, yeah, it's like eleven hours from Salt Lake to San Diego, so I had a lot of time to kind of reflect on everything, and. It's true, like we, you only see these gatherings of people um, during weddings and funerals, and fuck that. Like, I don't want to memorialize you uh, after you pass. I'd rather memorialize you over some chips and salsa and margaritas. And it's like, we just, we've lost, we don't have the the uh, SIA trade show that used to be the big snow show in Vegas. We don't have ASR anymore. We used to have these things called the Trans World Industry Conference, which would bring all of these different peoples together from the snow snowboard world and, and action sports as a whole. And we'd all get together and and um, you know think about things and have and have uh, an exchange of thoughts and ideas. But we don't have it anymore. Like it's just. It's gone and it needs to come back because I feel like number one, we we really need to have this camaraderie and these and these relationships need to be face to face and we need to be able to talk and we need to stop doing it over Instagram and we need to stop letting our industry be controlled by 
these people, you know, these huge mega corporations that that are holding us by the balls. We we're the ultimate custodians of what we're doing. We just need to grab each other by the nutsack or vagina or titties or whatever the fuck you got and pull ourselves up because we're just it's getting lost. Like that whole connection, the connective vibe, the connective tissue that uh, the mycelium of action sports is is dying. And what's mycelium? Mycelium is the well. It's we'll get we'll get to that later. <laughs> Isn't but is that what babies shit? <laughs> no, that's merconium. Oh, sorry. Mycelium is is the connective uh, undergrowth that connects all like like basically mushrooms, like fungi, and it's like this super intelligent like super highway of of night of knowledge. Now we're talking. Okay, but anyways. We'll get to that in Last of Us news, but anyways, it's just I'm gonna make it happen, dude. And it's I'm gonna need a lot of help from a lot of people in the industry, and I've had a lot of people reach out. But we're gonna do something, and it's not just gonna be snowboard related. I, I feel like I feel human like related, human related, but also like, but you know, between between the motorsports that we love and and surfing, skating, snowboarding, and just for. Uh, a forward-thinking exchange of ideas, and we're gonna do it. And I'm, I foresee it kind of like a Sundance Film Festival for action sports and the sports we love. Whether like or that. not it's, you know, it's we're showing movies or we're having talks, and people that are smarter than me and you are getting up there and giving us their ideas. And <laughs> who's that? Right? Yeah, I mean that's gonna be a short list. We're gonna have panels on how the frontside indie should no longer exist. You know, just stuff. But mainly. It's going to be to see each other face to face. And that. yeah, I'd love to hear all the really nice things people have to say about me as if I had passed away, but I'd like <laughs> to be there so I can really appreciate it. I can't appreciate that if I'm gone. We had this with, I mean, I want to obvi- know now. Obviously, like when, when you're doing these things, you, you think about, we have funny conversations with the people. What about like a, f- like a fake funeral for yourself and you pop out at the end? It's almost like uh, <laughs> you go, it's like a surprise. What about a, it's like a roast, but a reverse roast. Exactly. You can you can have roast elements, but also it's a complimentary roast. That's what I mean. Like what I was I was asked to speak at this thing, and it was a a pretty. I initially it was when daunting, I, right? I mean, that was that's hard. It's really hard, and and initially I thought it was going to be like you know it's going to be like fifty people speaking. It was there was ten of us on a stage, and I was like, holy shit! And you know it was like. Rob Deerdick gave like a, a very emotional, uh, you know, uh, talking about his history with Ken and what Ken meant to him. Jason Ellis, a very emotional. Salema. And then it was my turn. And I, I had kind of written something. Initially, I, I was kind of apprehensive of doing it because I didn't know if I'd be able to hold my shit together. But I, I agreed to do it because I had to. And I just told st- like stories of like how like just Ken and I laughing. Cause that's that's what I remember the most is like gut busting laughing when I was with him, and we would just try to torture each other all the time. That was just part of the deal. It was just like fun. Yeah. So I had to stay on fun script. Torture. I had to stay on script because if I even veered anywhere off to the side, it was a, it was a struggle just keeping it together for that. It's just like, but I don't want to do that. I want to yeah. do that when when I'm looking at you and you're you're with us and you're in front of me and. You can roast me back five minutes later. Yeah. You know? No, I like that. And I, I, I fully agree with you. I think that it's it's doable. Mm-hmm. All I mean, it, it, obviously it takes logistics, but I think having something like that to where, you know, because a lot of these things, it's 
you know, you need to buy passes, you need to have a booth or some kind of, you know, some kind of license to get to the trade show or whatever. Right. So I like that idea if it's, you know, you want it to be invite because you don't want it to just be some big Yeah, there's only so much thing. space that a building has, but, you know, you... Obviously, these things are not going to be free. Like you got it because you have to charge and pay for the freaking building that you're renting yeah, and all this other shit. Center. But whatever. Like I feel like if if you're going to have to pay an admittance fee to this, then we're going to give you that back tenfold yeah. in, in experience and also just you know I would in love. I would yeah. I would freaking pay any amount of money to hang with Ken again. You know. Yeah. So fuck it. Like why not pay that amount of money now? Yeah. We'll keep I'm, keep I'm, pushing it I'm, forward. We're gonna. It's, it's gonna happen. Idea. You know, we've got a lot of really huge people in the industry that are that are very well versed in this. From from Chris Gunnarsson who runs Woodward to Brian Scotto that runs uh, Hoonigan to Lucy Ken's wife. We're gonna do this, and it's gonna be huge, and it's it's gonna be great for the soul, and also great for the industry because I feel like that's lost. It's something like the Ken Block Club Block and, Party. Ooh. We already got it, dude. Oh, my gosh. We're going on this thing. I'm in. Yeah. Can I come? Yes. I'm invited. Absolutely. All right. You may have to host or check, check coats. <laughs> host or check coats. I'll take it. I'll do it. Well, so, of course, this show and every show forever from here on out is dedicated to Ken. Changed both of our lives, no doubt, and countless other people. It's a huge loss. It's one of, it's, it's one of those losses where it's like I look at what Ken did his whole life. Mm-hmm. He probably should have, could have, you know, had this same thing happen a thousand times over i don't know anyone that i don't know anyone in the world that lived as much as ken did yeah he and and the best part about it was is that yeah he was he was he made a shitload of money and he was really famous but he brought his friends along with him he was my favorite rich dude ever he's pretty much to hang out with yeah if i ever get to that level i'm going to act like ken acted with my money totally i will buy people sushi to throw at them (laughs) I love it. <laughs> Ken, love you. Always and forever. Uh, now it's time to get to the show. We do have sponsors, and our sponsors are... They have to be very excited right now with what's happening in the mm. action sports world. Yeah, we have... everything's... We have a lot of them Pointing there. to radness. Yeah, go. Mountain High Snow at MT High Snow. It's dumping locally. Two hours from Monday Mass HQ here in Encinitas, California. You can be riding powder at Mountain High uh it's true i can't wait to go up there we i was trying to go last week but i'm definitely going to try to go this week todd can i have some bolts to put my bindings yeah. on my board chris, chris currently yes! that currently doesn't have a way to put his snowboard together one bolt at a time we're going to do this mountain high at mount high snow and last week two weeks ago uh we did put up a little low-key contest for a lift ticket Danny Caputo, you won the Mountain High lift ticket oh, look for at your that. question. Look at that. Yeah. And it's not just because Danny's one of our favorite <laughs> listeners. It might because be. Because he actually asked a good question. It might actually be his because question of that. was His question was F, Mary kill, surf, skate, snow. Oh. Great question. You're going to have to go back and listen. So congrats, Danny Caputo. You've got a lift ticket. And you know what? Plus one. Bring your lovely lady up there with you. We got you. Okay. Thank you to Mountain High. Right. K2 Snowboarding at K2.Snowboarding. Hey, Again, check this out. This Mem- is where the snowboards come in. Remember that board that you had over here, the brown one that you've been looking at forever? Yes. So my wife was probably the first person to ride that board. And she really I liked spit it. My coffee out. I rode it. You did ride that a couple times. Is that the one that broke? But I'm glad that uh, your wife was having yeah, fun. She on had it. a blast on it. She got to ride uh, some really fun powder. We rode at Snowbird the other day. 
uh, the day after the memorial. She hadn't ridden powder, she said, in 15 years. Nice. So she but had a, I provided powder for and her. And she also hadn't snowboarded in probably 10. And the first run, we it was a full powder panic. Yeah. And the first run we took her on, I don't know if you know Snowbird, but you get off, you know, the Cirque is like this traverse into this bowl. And the first thing I did was take her down the Cirque. Because I was losing my shit because it was so good, and I honey, come on, honey, and she f- let's go. She freaking handled, dude. Yeah, she did. I was it's very she's on a K two. I was very stoked. What's up? So Todd's actually, wife, have some, add I have, her to the list. I have some K two writers. I have some K two boards coming to me because I want to. I'm, I'm like I'm a free agent. I have one right there. No, I know, but that's that thing's too. Soft that's mine. But I'm look. I'm trying boards because I'm a free agent, and why not? All right, so. Uh, Unless you want to like wed me up, put a ring on this finger. If you want to pay Todd to ride your board, you didn't even have to pay me. Just solidly give me boards all the time. I am, but I want. Let's go ride our K twos together at Mountain High. Okay, dude. Pedal Electric at Pedal Dot Electric. Rain, wind, sleet, snow. You can always ride. Doesn't work in any of those conditions. I rode my Pedal Electric last night Mm -hmm. to come here to play music, and it was in the rain. I was cruising around the streets. I had the light on. Feeling, I was feeling good. Mm. Pedal Dot Electric, the best in the business. Bachans, Japanese BBQ sauce at Try Bachans. Yeah. It's. Hey, guess oh what? Did I tell you there's a new lid? Yes. Big, but big news. Big what? Okay. Okay. We heard about the new lid two weeks ago. That's old lid news. Okay. Well, I people might have news. forgotten about the lid. Frozen French fries in the air fryer. 20 minutes. For the last four minutes, open it up. Squirt some of your bachons in there. A little bit of cheese on top. Amazing. Amazing. The sauce goes good on everything. Dude. French fries with cheese and bachons. Come on, man. It's the stuff that it's the stuff of dreams. That's right. Uh, we also got Herschel Supply Co. at Herschel Supply. Huge shout out to Herschel Supply. I have a yellow raincoat that I got from Herschel Supply two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I've only used it a handful of times because it doesn't rain often where I'm at. But the times I've used it, you don't. The looks that I get, people are jealous. Do you look like the? You, I look like Paddington Bear. Do you look like the kid who lost his arm in the? I in, look like, in like the it, it victim, <laughs> but I also look happy and cozy and dry. Can so we? Will you wear it? Much and more just, than bags. Will you wear it and just hold a red balloon in the roundabout over here? Yes. I next think that'd week. be really funny. Okay, next week. Well, there, there you go. That's our. That could be your Photoshop idea. Turn yes. me into the it kid. It kid. It. He's the it factor, <laughs> as in he's getting eaten by it. You know what? Chris? It's a clown. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. You know what? Um, Eleven hours in a car can be really painful on the grundle if you don't have the right Downstairs? underwear. That's right. What are your preferred 11-hour drive underpants? BN3TH, Beneath Apparel. It's like, you know, it's just 11 oh. hours, dude. Check 11 hours hurts. What are you looking at? Just want to show you a little something. What's that? Is this a Beneath Apparel undergarment? That's right. Wow. So I go the Beneath Apparel under the shirt. I'm bringing it back to the 90s, but with modern technology. Look, this is that like under, Wick, under wicking. wicking. It wicks, wicks it. Who would text me? During the it's, show, it's I'm they turning this It's off. as if they weren't aware that we have a podcast. Beneath the peril. Bubs Naturals, at Bubs Naturals. It's uh, in there. It's it's in your cup. I love it every day. Bubs Naturals Collagen and Bubs MCT Brain Oil. Well, people think, why they go, why are your bones so strong, Chris? How do you, why do you remember my name? And you're like, it's the Bubs. How do you still have hair? You should have lost it four years but you know, ago. You know, it's really, it's, uh, it's, 
really kind of a coincidence. Well, not coincidence. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. So at Snowbird, there's a run called Glens, and it's right. it's a run named after Glenn Doherty, who is yep. Bubs. Bubs. Yep. And it was cool because I got to ride uh, Grant Glens Run. And Sean Lake, Sean Lake was there who too. started Bubs, also a good friend of Ken Block, part of the DC Snow mm-hmm. deal. It's yep. all. Our, our sponsors are family. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do we got? Panic and coffee and tea. Speaking of family, I'm on my third my, cup of panic and coffee and do tea. Do you have my card? Yeah, hold on. I'll get it for you. See what? Live on the air. We're going to do this live on the air, just so you don't forget. Right here, this is this is what That's you brown can gold. get. This is panic and coffee and tea gift card. You can send these to your loved ones, your friends, when they come into town. Or you can start the world's greatest action sports podcast right. and get sponsored. This is like a currency. Panic this is a currency. They, you know, sometimes they're surprised. The last week or so, I've been showing up, 7 a.m., rain, snow, sideways wind, sleet. What is sleet? Sleet is like frozen rain. That stuff, too. And I still get to panic in on my pedal electric bike. And I love it, and I can't miss it, and I'm so happy it's a block that way. Nanocraft CBD at Nanocraft CBD, helping you sleep well. I actually just put the daytime formula right in here. I forgot that they have those THC gummies yeah. now. Oh yeah. If you you if, forgot, I know why you forgot. If you're down, if you're down with the sickness, you probably eat like nine of those. THC says uh, it it means the healthy Chris. <laughs> what? Pure prescriptions at Pure Prescriptions. Hey, Speaking of the healthy, Chris, dude, who, who hasn't had a cough? Who hasn't had a sore it's, throat? It's just like happening right here now. Everyone is like dropping like flies, but not you me. know, not me because I take Perfect Immune, and me I'm not too. shitting you when I say that I take Perfect Immune every single day. Same because I don't want to freaking get sick, and mm. I also I don't sick. I also don't want a sick. pile of fucking vitamins in my hands. I'd rather take one. I take the elderberry gummies, I take the sea gummies, and I take Perfect Immune every single day. And look at me. I know, look at him. I guys. am He's a perfect. specimen. You know, I, I don't like how a handful of vitamins smells, and the Pure Prescriptions vitamins don't smell. I also don't like the way a handful of vitamins turns your stomach into a fucking cauldron of I think doom. you got you to gotta eat a little bit before. A little bit. Yeah, well, you should bread. always eat a little bit, but like... I'm just saying, like, the pure prescription stuff doesn't jack my tummy. Like, I if I saying. took, like, you know, a fucking zinc and a fucking blah, blah, blah. I take zinc, too. You do? You know what? What? I've seen a lot of pictures on the internet of broken boards and broken leashes and snowboards getting ready to be waxed and ridden. And that tells me that people need stuff. They need gloves. They need jackets they need wetsuits they need booties they need to go to hansen surfboards at hansen surfboards hansen surfboards has been a sponsor of this podcast since we very first started and we're so thankful because we can just go in there at any time get anything we need and so can you at hansen surfboards and also diecutstickers.com diecutstickers d-o-t com on the instagram uh, we've got some sticker ideas that we're going to put into fruition all pants. you have to you do is your pants. you email them your sticker idea. Mm-hmm. They email you back with a sample. You say yes, and then you got a stack of Monday Mass stickers. I, you, I feel should like we let had, them make Monday? You guys can make your own Monday Mass stickers. I feel stickers. like we had some good sticker ideas. I forget what they were. Kaipo Guerrero had a Cry is Free sticker on his cane 
because he got knee surgery mm-hmm. last week. It's the uh, cry is free uh, bumper sticker is is low key awesome. So you should it's, it's you low should. and high key awesome. Um, okay. All right. Well, Surf News is brought to you by Hanson Surfboards. We just Chris, told you how awesome Hanson Surfboards is. You so last week we had like the the biggest was, was it the biggest swell. Yeah, I feel probably like, the biggest swell in a decade. I feel like people were talking yeah. about it's the biggest swell, at least the biggest winter swell, because we had that giant Hurricane Marie swell. But this is this the was biggest. Bigger. You think it was bigger? Yeah. So you were um, commentating the World Junior oh my Surf gosh. Championships. Hold on, look at this. We got we have so much. I know. Surf can I just get this going? Yeah, but you got to start here. The super swell. Super swell. Okay, I'm asking you a question. You were commentating the World Junior Championships. Yeah. Was it during that swell? Yes. And okay, so Friday was the big day here. So I think this now we're saying super swells because yeah, we had two Fridays ago. Uh-huh. That was the big, big, big. It day. was huge. Swami's was the only How place big? in this town breaking. My son went out to Swami's that morning and said that he got one of the sickest waves of his life and also the most rattled he's ever been. Yeah. in the ocean, I like mean, he got held down for way longer than he was comfortable. Twelve to fifteen foot. Like solid, solid, solid. I mean, like twenty s- foot faces. Slow like, mo- like slow. When you look out in the ocean, the waves look like they're breaking in slow motion. Yeah, I mean, I saw waves ridden that day. That day was pretty junky. It was huge, but junky. Mm-hmm. Probably double to triple overhead. So you know, let's say 15, 15 feet on the face, eighteen. But like 20 the feet, period like was big. pretty long, right? Like so, there's a lot of well, power. The, well, that one was that one had that wind of, at, attached to it. The last one that just came in last week, mm-hmm. pretty much for the whole week, had uh, from what I from what I gathered a twenty second interval, which me which is, is really big. I, I admittedly don't know much about buoys and radar. Well, the longer <laughs> the longer feet. the period means the, the deeper the energy goes down in the water. Yeah, world. so like a wind swell is a short period, and you have waves stacking on top of each other. A long period swell is a ground swell, and then you have a giant wave and a giant wave. So it lit up everywhere in California. Novelty spots too, right? Like Novelty spots. spots. Oh my gosh! So yeah, we haven't been here for two weeks. So one of uh, Tim Swart, mm-hmm. our friend, our homie, a novelty hunter. Uh, I don't think he's worn a wetsuit yet this no, winter. I saw pictures of him the other day, fully drunken. So there's a wave. We have a lot of lagoons. Uh, or what do you call them? Estuaries. Marshes, Marshes, estuaries. And uh, there's a bridge. So here's the ocean. Then you have a bridge and an estuary. He found a, I think it was a never been ridden wave. There's a place called the Brigantine in Del Mar. Dog Beach, Brigantine. It's across the highway. So somehow our friend Tim found a wave breaking into the estuary, which I've never seen anyone ride before. So he rode a never been ridden wave. In right. trunks, and then I also saw that the 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 waves were so big and the tide was so high that there was actually a breaking wave inside the San Alijo Lagoon, <laughs> other side of the road, right? Like so a like a legit the highway breaking wave, yeah, in the lagoon. So you had waves at Blacks that looked like, I mean, Blacks was probably at least in Southern California, Blacks was easily the biggest, probably upwards of twenty feet. I saw that Josh Kerr wave from there. Unbelievable. I mean, you have surfing superstars all over the place, but then you have a hundred or so just they don't care. chargers. 
it's it's so wild to me how many people are ready and willing to paddle out whether they should or shouldn't it's a totally different story but kudos to everyone that paddled out on those big days even if you shouldn't have i i didn't uh there was there was a couple moments where i was like i don't i don't i don't need to be out there i don't have anything else to prove to recall him yeah get that super swell report from josh kerr hopefully he will answer his phone we're calling josh kerr everybody did i call him too Yes. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Monday Mass, Josh Kerr. Look at that. You are on with me and Chris Cote. We want to talk to you about your Blacks Day last or two weeks ago. Tell us. Wow. Live. Is this just like a last minute call? No, this is no, how this we this is how we call. do it here. You, you're the first call. We didn't go through your press people. We just went straight. Yeah, to we you. went straight to um, you. you know. You jumped like about 10 tiers of line to actually get to me, so that's pretty crazy. Sure. <laughs> so tell us about it. So obviously we're, we're talking right now on the show just about how crazy gigantic it was. And, I mean, you've, you've ridden some really gigantic waves. Tell us about that day in comparison to how how Black's was and just give us a, a feel. Yeah. I mean, it was funny morning. I got up early thinking, okay, I'm going to get onto Black's. I got up on the glider port, was looking down on it, and – I don't know. I didn't really see any like big hollow ones. I saw some like bigger waves. Couldn't really get it. You know, you're trying to gauge the south point section from like the top of the glider port. So you're about, you know, a mile away at least. Right. <laughs> Looking down on it. I couldn't really gauge the size. So it didn't, I don't know. I wasn't that excited on it. And then I went down to check the reefs out. Saw my, saw, saw um, Jacob Zeekly and he was like, I can get the key and go down. I'm like, yeah, because the reefs weren't doing much. which was just motoring over them. Didn't look that good. And I'm like, all right, well, Blacks looks a lot better than this. Let's go down the bottom and have a look. Kind of once you got down the bottom, you realize the kind of magnitude of the size of the waves. And I still almost wasn't going to go out. I was like, ah, oh, we're all excited to go down to Solis in the Arvo and score, you know, a little special point down at Mexico there. And um, hoping that was going to be the sickest Arvo ever. But it ended up being the most crowded afternoon <laughs> ever. <laughs> And only a few good ones coming through, but I was like, screw it, let's, you know, it'd be good to get a surf under our belt. So we went out there, and once I got out there, I was like, so glad I took the, I had like a 9 6 or a 6 6 option, but I took the 9 6 out. You know what? I'm just going to go Cadillac. 9 out 6. There. Yeah, 9 so 6 I is. I was kind of tripping. I'm like, whoa. Crazy. That wave came through. I don't know if you've probably seen, obviously, the one, the guy jumps over the falls and Zeke's underneath, bailing. Um, that wave comes through just the side and I was like, okay, there's real waves out here. Holy shit. It kind of felt like one of those days we chase at um, Ocean Beach up in San Francisco on those kind of big swells. It felt like you were out there. Um, yeah, but there were some really good waves out there, big teepees and it was sick being on a big board. I hadn't been on a rhino chaser for probably five years. And, uh, felt Me neither. <laughs> I've, I've never been on one and I don't intend. <laughs> what does it look like? <laughs> So, hey, Josh, the I... Thing is, it's funny, when you get on those big boards, you feel like you can kind of beat the ocean a little bit. And it was kind of like, I felt like I could match the waves at Blacks that day. I definitely was glad I didn't have like like a 7.6 or a 6.6 six or something like that. There. Funny enough, there was guys out there on like short boards, like some college kids that, you know, just go to Blacks every day no matter what. And they're just out there on short boards with the south wind, just frolicking around, just getting absolutely detonated whenever <laughs> a big one would come and get caught inside. <laughs> crazy hey josh i know that uh we were talking a little bit about snowboarding there's that that term powder panic and it felt like during the first of these two big swells total powder panic nobody knew where to go people were just running all over town and then when the second big one came i know you were down at the world junior championships for most of that time but 
it just felt like a little bit more organized. Obviously, the waves were cleaner. So that was kind of one of those swells where everyone had their gear ready. They kind of knew where to go. So what was your kind of path around? Like, where did you check? Where did you end up surfing? And what were, give us like two or three of your best sessions in the past 10 days? That's funny. I kind of, I fell into that powder padding as well. Like the, you know, the media these days, like the surf lines, and I do a very good job of hyping up stuff. And I got a little excited. I'd just been, hadn't really had good waves in a little while. And I was like, oh, I was all excited about this one. And for days prior, me and Damo Hogger texting, he's going up to Santa Barbara. I'm thinking Mexico. And then, and then, um, yeah, it was kind of like one of those panic situations. You're thinking about all these random novelty spots that could just be going off because it's such, like, magnitude as well. Um, but, yeah, so we – it was funny that I got – that black session was by far my best session. Right. Well, I just ran – I wasn't almost didn't even go out. And then I only surfed for about an hour and a half, but I got, like, six or seven waves and a few big ones, a few big pocket rides, and then got that big tube pull in, which I – freak, I was so close to coming out of it. I got kind of, like – pulled into it and I had to got a little foam ball and I got twisted sideways and then I regained the fins and I was coming out and kind of fell over the front I just I was trying I was trying to muscle that nine six a bit too hard and I you know you can't trying to yank on a nine six it doesn't do what a what it would on a six six (laughs) um that's crazy I'm scared just listening to you yeah (laughs) that's a different sport Josh I don't do that sport (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the equivalent of you just dropping down some mega shoot in Alaska or something like that, but kind of the rocks start trying to chase you down at, at the end. Yeah, my God, that's crazy. Wild. So also, you were at the World Junior Championships. Your daughter absolutely smashed it out there. Saw some footage of her. You got to be a pretty proud dad right now. Oh, yeah, I know. It was like, I was so excited just to see her do really well in conditions that were definitely out of her element in a way. Like, we don't really surf, like, I mean, not the size of the waves, but you know just big oversized lefts cold water um like that seaside reef was i never see it do that kind of stuff because when there's waves like that i go to other places mm-hmm. even though we do surf seaside a lot we just never surf it when it's like that so i was seeing seaside do new things that i've never seen and i was surfing with her every morning so that was kind of my surfs of the swell was surfing maxed out seaside reef <laughs> <laughs> So good. Yep. Obviously, obviously, yeah. I mean, the conditions are insane. She ripped. She got some really good scores in. Beat some good people. You know, what fifth place in the world? Their event, pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's insane. Yeah, well, she's got four more years of that left to come. So there's there's definitely a world junior title in there somewhere. Oh yeah, oh she's yeah. Years actually. Five. <laughs> five more years. Well, she'll be on the championship tour before then. So I'm saying yeah. three. <laughs> it's really cool to see WSL bring that event back because I know when like you know. Up until I feel like 10 years ago, that accolade of being a world junior champ when I was like 20 and under, every, even people on tour, they'd still go do the world juniors because you're, you know, you win a WSL world title. Yeah. It's legit. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Josh, awesome. uh, thanks for answering the phone because 95% of the people that we call do not. And um, <laughs> yeah, we will uh, hopefully we'll get to ride some POW. Is that your uh, Powder Mountain, your backdoor spot, Powder Mountain last week? And man, oh man, that place is so fun. What a special spot! I know. I'm hopefully getting up there in the coming days. So it looks it's such a special season. Yeah, I know it's been a crazy season in general for waves, weather, and snow and everything. What a pretty crazy winter so far. Yeah, non-stop. Yeah, give, give Todd a call next time. Blacks is twenty foot. He's ready. Yep, and I'll sit on the glider port with some binoculars. He has, no, he has a sick five nine twin fin <laughs> that goes really well at beacons. I think that's the call. 
<laughs> if you could just show him where to paddle out. There was, guys out there, there was guys out there that day with just swim fins on, friggin' um, body surfing. What? Tripping on these guys. Wow. Well, it uh, wasn't me. All right, Josh. Well, have a good day. Say hi to your lovely family, and we'll talk to you soon. Cheers, guys. See ya. Awesome. Josh, Josh Kerr. Josh Kerr. I like it when... When people talk about super surfing 20-foot waves like that, like, hey, it was fun. It was had a good time out there on a nine six. Like that's Dude, not normal. Josh is a freak, though. He's like really he's good. very comfortable in in every kind of scenario. So yes, uh, it was big. His daughter did really well. Uh, who else did really well at the junior championships that we should make note of? Well, the World Junior Championships kind of just. I mean, it was on my radar for a couple of weeks getting the the call in to commentate that. Uh, Seaside Reef is a a really fun wave. It's a great way for a surf contest, but this, this that the week that they had it was just a magical coincidence that it happened to be some of the best seaside we've seen in the past decade, and you had the best juniors in the world down there from beginning to end. It was as entertaining, as exciting, uh, as impactful as any CT QS Challenger Series that I've ever seen. I mean, it's weird to say these kids because they're surfing like. Yeah, they're not. They're, like they just happen. They before. just happen to be of that age, but they, there's so much power yeah. and experience with these. And with yeah, these guys. so it was. It was girls. men and women, boys and girls, from all different regions around the world, with a bunch of amazing wild cards. Uh, first of all, honorable mention to Alan Cleland Jr. I mean, CT level surfing all week long, insane. I'm surprised he didn't make the finals, but uh, Levi Slauson and Jarvis Earl made the finals. Both of these guys are, are so good. You had a goofy footer, a regular footer, Levi Sloss in the hometown hero. Uh, he basically took out every big name all the way through. The whole crew was there, all the lot trolls, everybody in the parking lot rooting That's for Levi. That's awesome. Uh, he got, I mean, second place in the world is huge. Dude. And Jarvis Earl, this kid is special. He's going to be on the championship tour. He'll be a top five surfer. Kind of like, to me, he looked like a mix of uh, kind of like a Miguel Pupo. Uh, you know, silky, smooth, goofy footer, ace bucking kind of, you know, just that prototypical, powerful, consistent, stylish, goofy precise, footer and a really perfect. nice kid. That's he was cool. there with his mom. You know, it was just awesome. Uh, the women's side, you had Sawyer Limblad from San Clemente and Francisca Kika Veselko. Uh, Francisca from Portugal got the win. Our other hometown hero in the event, Alyssa Spencer, was in the semifinals against Sawyer Limblad. Got a crazy wave, ate it, got back on her board, was charging back out in the lineup. And the inside section at Seaside, like Josh was saying, mm -hmm. you don't see it do this often. It was closing out on this gnarly, almost dry sandbar. And it looked like Aukai Beach Park. It looked like a different wave. It was menacing. Uh, Alyssa Spencer duck dove. Something happened underwater. Her board smashed her in the face. Um, you know, oh she no! She had to turn around, come just blood gushing off her face. Luckily, uh, it she just did you know like the board hit her square in the nose. It didn't yeah. break it, but it was just you exploded. You can get concussions it. from that. Yeah. Though, so, yeah. So she had to come in. She was winning the heat oh, and no. taking nothing away from Sawyer Limblad, who totally earned her spot. Uh, it was just unfortunate because you know like hometown heroes doing super well in this contest, and uh, unfortunately had to come in. But also give shout outs Sierra Kerr. I mean, these are kids. Going into, you know, like a six-foot grinding-ass inside section, no fear. And just bashing the just living Just smashing it. Of it. Uh, so great. Aaron Brooks, Sierra Kerr, all, I mean, every single surfer in this contest 
they, they, they're all national champions from where they're from. They're all headed to the challenger series and the, you know, the championship tour. So every surfer, you know, there was no like dud heats. Every single heat was amazing. Right. So watch the highlights. Super, super cool. Um, so from Seaside Reef, now we go to the North Shore. More where, drama, so, more craziness, right? Yeah. So backdoor shootout was called on. And in the few days in and around that, you had a huge Jaws swell. Watch the Nathan Florence edit his vlog of the Jaws mega swell. Pretty is, good. There, I mean, the footage that he has, not only does he have insane GoPro footage of himself on waves and cartwheeling over, like, but the whole parking your car, walking down, like all this stuff is covered like you've never seen before. And then out in the water, he's got his GoPro mount on his board and he's actually putting himself like almost in waves to film other people. It's so crazy. <laughs> all right, I gotta check this out. So that's just like a bonus thing that happened. And all the vlogs, the, you know, this is living, uh, Nathan Florence's blog, vlog, like they're all going off right now with Hawaii stuff that's just out of out of control. Very cool. It's funny when Swami's is like big as it gets. And, and, it's, and it's like, oh my God. Yeah. And then it's like, that's a normal day on the North Shore in the winter. <laughs> uh, but definitely an abnormal day was the last day of the backdoor shootout. So uh, four days, they started with SUP, which was kind of crazy to see. SUP at perfect pipeline. Kyle Lenny and them, I mean, that was yeah, just amazing different. watch. And longboarding. Yeah. But um, the main attraction was the backdoor shootout. We do still don't have a winner yet. They're still See, tabulating crazy. points. It's crazy that they're still tabulating things. So it was probably one of the most hectic days of ever at a contest. You had the glory, Moana Jones Wong got a poster wave. I mean, this she I got a wave that you could have put that on the cover of Surfer magazine in 1971, 1981, 19 any year. It was one of those just perfect big huge, gnarly huge scary barrel. pipe waves you know she had that like Derek host style just straight in untouched uh, a wave of a lifetime for moana jones wong um the flip side of that Kalaw grace suffered a horrifying injury He's still in the hospital um you know the whole north shore the, the whole surf world is sending their positive thoughts to him makua rothman got hurt billy kemper i mean i think everybody who piled out in the backdoor shootout had something happen to them um, but of course, our thoughts are with uh, all of those surfers. It's like you know, it's like NFL, right? You see these injuries happen, and you really realize that these people, these warriors, are putting their lives on the line for yeah. the, for something they love. Yeah, it's their passion, it's their pursuit, it's what they do. But it's also for our entertainment, and it's just incredible that. Well, that they just, can rise to that occasion and do that. And it just it's, just a, it's never, another reminder yeah. that how gnarly that wave is. And you heard Josh just saying, like, there's rando kids just paddling out at blacks, undergunned, unprepared. And yeah. at least the, the lifeguards on the North Shore will be like, get out. Like, if they see yeah. you going in the water and you... Listen to the North Shore yeah, lifeguards. Yeah, listen to the North Shore lifeguards because they will tell you to get the hell out of the water if you don't belong out there. Yeah. Local news was saying that. I saw something on, Here? Be on, on Beach Grid. I saw uh, like a local weather person saying, this is not a day for beginners. This is not an intermediate day. This is a professionals only day. And a lot of people didn't get that memo. But again, I can't fault hey. them because I was too scared to go out. So yeah. you Listen, take it. It's, uh, 
And Mother Nature is the ultimate teacher, yeah. and you only make that mistake once on your wave storm as you get washed down yeah. you know, three miles. That's and, right. I mean, just another just another clue in here. I mean, like there's the waves were so big that like up in Santa Cruz, like the Capitola Pier was destroyed. Like we've had local our break our my yeah, my local stairs, stairs are here are destroyed. Like there was so much water moving. I've even heard from from people now um, just yesterday that. The amount of sand and erosion that's happened, like there's some breaks that are not the same anymore. Right after the swell, yeah. there was that much water, and, and the energy was that deep. So yeah. I went to a beach in Del Mar, Dog Beach. Mm. It's gone. There's no dogs it's there. All, well, there's dogs. They there, took the dogs, but they're all in a smaller area. Mm. Um, oh yeah, real quick on the backdoor shootout. Yes, sir. As usual, Kelly Slater, Benji Brand, Imo Zermak, Clay Marzo, top dogs on the men's side. Uh, also, Kala Grace, before he was injured, was on on the on a winning path, and give it up to Moana Jones Wong. Carissa Moore had some crazy barrels. So That's highlights. Uh, there's only I think it was so there were so many waves, so many giant tubes, and crazy rides. They still haven't been able to catch up. And you can watch all the heats right now on YouTube, mm-hmm. but it's like eight hour blocks. So you basically have to rewatch everything. I'm sure they're going to put highlights up very soon tabulate the numbers we will have winners very soon uh the eddie was yeah what go. was up with that i heard eddie was up and then eddie is off and then eddie was on then eddie was off yeah so basically clyde Icow and a group that now controls the eddie rightfully so they made the call to green light the eddie most all the big wave surfers were already there some pete mel for example was commentating with us at the world juniors and he was ready to get on he a got on a flight and on the on the runway, doors closed. They're taxiing. You know, you get like yeah. a couple of minutes to check. You know, like yeah. say your goodbyes. He it's got the off. text. It's off as he's taxiing. So what does Pete Mel do? So he goes, "Well, I'm going anyway." And so he went and got a. So they called it off because they thought it was going to be really windy. It didn't. It ended up being glassy. It wasn't the craziest, biggest Waimea ever. And what's just for the people that don't know, it has to be over twenty wh- over twenty five feet. So fifty foot faces. Yeah. So it was close. And and there was there was a couple sets that were classic Eddie style, but it got called off. Surfline ran a live feed uh, with some commentary uh, for Pete Mel. Unfortunately, so he made the trip. You know, he's like, I'm gonna surf anyway. So mm-hmm. he surfed Waimea. He got one of the biggest waves he's ever had out there. It was the third wave of a set. And so the cameras all were on the first two waves. <laughs> they missed his freaking wave. After. So he flew over. It was off. So he flew back. He made it back. I mean, that's what kind of guy Pete Mel is. He's so gnarly. So, flew over, surfed Waimea, came back in time and made it to work. No worries. Wow. Consummate, consummate professional. Yeah. Also, I heard that another legendary break, the thing, the stuff of, of nightmares. Oh, my gosh. Also happened. Cortez Bank. Yeah. Uh, people went out to this crazy middle of the ocean reef pass. Yeah. Uh, this past week as well. So I think it's only been surfed maybe three or four times. A hundred miles straight out from basically like the border of California and Mexico, if you Mm -hmm. go straight out that way, there's no land. It's an underwater ridge. And usually, you know, you think 100 miles out to the ocean, it's going to be gnarly windy. So this crew, as for for part of HBO's 100-foot wave, which is, you've watched it, right? Mm -hmm. Insane series. Uh, They left, and they 
put, uh, so they have a huge boat and then a barge and they put 20 jet skis on the barge and they had a crane on the, so it was, um, Armada goes out there, Greg Long, uh, I mean, all the gnarly, gnarliest big wave surfers. And they had, they had great uh, water rescue there yeah. too. And they go out there and it's just sheet glass, bright blue, 50, 60 feet on the face. And they're just towing into these outer, like Big, outer like, ocean, sl- like slopey mountains. It looked like, like snowboarding. Yeah. yeah, it looked like they were surfing on Mars. And there's photos of guys and girls sitting in just like barrels that you could fit four semi trucks in. So that's so going to be incredible to watch. We had a bunch of homies that went out there to film and surf. Yeah. So again, I mean, there's just so much happening in the water. Uh, it's going to be. It's going to take a while to digest everything. And you know what's crazy is. You know, just in talking to Josh Kerr, so all those sessions up and down California, Mexico, Hawaii, I mean, that one day would have filled a right. full magazine. And it wasn't just even, but where it is wasn't it? just where does here, it go? like the East Coast, too. Like all my friends that live in New England, New England was going off as well during that time. Perfect waves, East Coast. Mind you, the water is not warm. It's cold, isn't it? It is very cold, but people were getting some epic barrels in New Jersey, Massachusetts, uh, New York, like New Hampshire. So surfing is really cool right now. Surfing is really cool. And big and scary. And also, if you want to see some two two great new videos, Katie Simmers has a new video out called Toasted. She had a punk rock premiere in Oceanside last week. I just watched this morning, Griffin and uh, the, the Colapinto brothers, Crosby and Griff, put out a movie called Lunchbox. These guys are really gnarly and Katie is gnarly. Um, so, I mean, we could go on and on talking about surf news for the next four hours, but basically you guys probably saw a lot of it. Um, hopefully we, hopefully we got you caught up and also congratulations to John, John Florence and Lauren crib got married a couple weeks ago on the North shore, the hottest new married couple in the land. Yeah. How's that? That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, watch the Nathan Florence, watch all the vlogs. I feel like the vlogs are the next frontier because, you know, you get to see, for example, Nathan Florence probably has like the best vlog there is when it comes to big, gnarly, like real waterman surfing. Is it? Is this a vlog? This is a video what log. Is, what is this? This is a glog, a gulag. Uh, it's torture for people uh, watching it. It's a gulag. <laughs> it's more of a torture method. But for example... He starts off Nathan Florence in his room. It's dark and he's just woken up and he's going, all right, well, looking at the mat, it's going to be 40. You know, he's explaining like what they think about mm. and then shows him pulling up his just, you know, like like us. Yeah. Pull up in your car, put your wetsuit on. Let's go out. Except for he's carrying a 10 foot board under his arm. And he's piling out to 50 foot jaws. F that noise. Nar. Um, Nar. Yeah, it seems like there's just the Chronicles been, of Narnia. Yeah, it's kind of some Nar Narbacos. Dude, uh, what else okay, do we well, have in surf news? I mean, that's that's enough, gosh. dude. That is enough. Let's go surf. Everyone's learning how to surf twenty foot. Waves. I can't wait till to, to the surf chills out a little bit and I can go and have a leisure surf because I feel like I haven't surfed in a long. I time. I am a small wave enthusiast. Yeah. Uh, skate news brought to you by Beneath Apparel B N Three T H Apparel. I caught up with Danny Way. Okay. On the Crail Couch. A two-part Krail Coucher. And he, he he let loose on some new ideas that sound amazing. Uh, so one of the ideas that Danny Way has, mm-hmm. basically he, he wants to jump walls. He wants to take the political 
politicalness out of these walls and break down borders. And I, I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he did, he jumped the Great Wall of China. So this kind of gave him these ideas. His next idea, which he was already working on before the pandemic, he's been talking to Border Patrol agents. Mm. He's been talking to politicians up uh, in around the area just to get the clearance to jump the new wall built down at the border by uh, Imperial Beach. Huh. Which would be amazing. Huh. He has a, a section of the wall uh, on the Gaza Strip. I think he said that he wants to jump really? over a section of the Berlin Wall that's still up that he'd like to jump over. And Just I'm all for it. Walls, you know. In this, okay. So bringing it back to Ken Block, these are things that when Danny first had these gnarly ideas, yeah, Ken was the he one said, that said yes. Ken, I'd like to build a mega ramp. It's like a ramp, but it's mega. And Ken said, Let's do it. So the facilitator of dreams. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just love to hear, you know, Danny way when he's focused and like amped cause he's going to do something crazy. And I, I love uh, that. I got a chance in my driving that I've been doing the past couple of weeks. Um, I listened to a fascinating, uh, nine club with Kevin Staub. Oh yeah. And I really like that because that Kevin represents the era that I came up in. I, I really, you know, anyone that was in the magazines, anyone that was sponsored, I looked up to and Kevin's just been a friend for years. And I think his energy is amazing. Rad guy. And it's just a really cool, it's a really cool listen for any, anyone out there who is into nostalgic skateboarding and just wants to hear someone that's, that's was there. In and the a beginning. Posi- positive, positive, outlook funny, freaking dude i mean the cult it was and still is one of my favorite bands of all time and kevin talks about his being down with ian asbury of the cult and like it's just like cool like it's like a cool pullback of the curtain of a time in my life where i was just like devouring anything and everything and what a great skate culture one of those names where you, you know you see him a lot like on tony hawk's instagram Mm -hmm. and you see it you know he's always in the demos and stuff but you know We've known him forever, but to get, I, I love that the Nine Club can uh, it yeah. picks people like that to really go down the, the the rabbit hole with, and I'd love to go down that rabbit hole with Kevin Stop myself. I'm and going you to. Can, you can find him at the Panikin. That's uh, true. Oftentimes, um, Most I cool also people saw go there. Um, my friend and our friend Pierre Wickberg, a legendary filmer of snowboarding, sent me a photo this morning of Steve Caballero on a sim snowboard doing a frontside air. No way. It was it's so iconic. Rad. It's this old school iconic picture. It's freaking amazing. Anyway, yeah. I don't really have a lot of skateboarding news. I've been, you know, as usual, just oh. devouring what I can on the internet. There's a lot of great videos. Uh, Grant Taylor up. has a new edit out that is The fucked, anti-hero one? Fucked up. Fantastic Voyage? I think so. He does a frontside air off of a jersey barrier that's like yeah. face high. There's just some shit in there. Grant Taylor, if you Oh my gosh. If you forgot about how good Grant Taylor is, guess what? Here's a reminder, he's the best ever. My favorite new skate video or skate edit. Okay. Is Thrasher Vacation. So Thrasher Vacation took, I mean, this huge crew of the best skaters, guys and girls, to Germany mm-hmm. and around Europe. So they did a, a couple edits that were professionally filmed by the real filmers. But the latest edit they put out, it's on Thrash Magazine right now. It's basically filmed on handy cams. So they gave all the skaters like handy cams to film with. Mm-hmm. It is you feel like you're on the trip. Love it. Thrasher Vacation handy cam edit or homie edit, whatever that edit's called, is so good. And it gets it just made me want to go 
and go skate, but also go skate somewhere cool like Germany I haven't, or like, Europe. The, the crazy thing is, is I, I like literally turn my brain off to skateboarding. In the winter? Kind of. Well, it has been pretty rainy. Yeah, it's just and, like I've been focused on it. Yeah. On snow bro, because I've been a, I've been a legit snow bro. I know for you about went the from past no bro three to weeks. snow bro. So snowboarding news is brought to you by K two snowboards. If you like snowboarding and you're familiar with K two, then yep. I don't know, fucking buy one. Well, K two has a couple of new edits that you need to check out. Emerald necklace is their latest, and then Noah Peterson, Diener, Quicksilver Snow Team Rider, yeah. Noah Peterson, the new Hello. Dustbox edit, K two Rider, Noah Peterson. Uh, in their shredding, he's got one um, of the best new styles. I mean, nude. He snowboards nude. He's nude styles. He's got one of the best styles in Man, snowboarding. He right takes now. his clothes off. His style looks so good. Um, hey, this is kind of crazy, and this just okay. So, newsflash: we've yeah. had atmospheric river after atmospheric river coming. What is in. atmospheric river? It means a lot of moisture coming in, and these Moist. storms flowing off of the Pacific over into California. We've been having tons of snow in Tahoe, tons of snow in Utah. Southern California has been getting drenched with rain. There's been a little snow in and beyond that. But the real news is, is that the conditions are, they can be very dangerous. Yeah. They can be very dangerous right now. Avalanche conditions getting lost in the mountains. And that brings us to our number one story here in Snowboard News. Or maybe it's number one. Well, this know. story just kind of popped up. Today, on Friday, a 65-year-old man went, I believe he was hiking. I don't know if he was hiking with his board. Like, we don't have that much information, but the guy's still missing, and it's really scary. This, is, that, that this is at Mount Baldy in the local mountain range this is two to, hours from to Los Angeles. And it's when storms come in, it is wild and woolly up there. Yeah. So we're just hoping for the best. I mean, this is one of those situations after three days, it's really... Getting gnarly. I don't know though. Some people uh, they can surprise you. That's true. So hopefully, hopefully we find this guy and it all is well. But um, yeah, so you've really been on a snow tear. You went. You've been to Utah. I was in Colorado. I initially went to call, Nevada. To, I went Florida, to um, Tahoe with my Wisconsin. daughter and a couple of her friends, and we got a ton of snow there. And it was mm-hmm. just really. Your daughter also rode my board, my K two. She did right. A lot of fun. I supply the a lot of fun boarding. Boards. Yep. Um, and then basically, I drove from there to Utah. Drove from Tahoe to Utah. Not very far. Not very far. How far is that? Six and a half hours. So from San Diego to to Tahoe. Snowbird. From San Diego to Snowbird's eleven hours. Tahoe's nine hours. Tahoe's about. Now where is? Ta- now where, where, see, where? Hold on a second. So where are these places? Up, Utah like, is a state, state with a nor- mountain. It's north, but anyways, you can do you can do this in a triangle, and in in okay. that little triangle, you've got all the resorts around Lake Tahoe. But then you go to Utah. We rode Powder Mountain the other day. Unbelievable! Powder Mountain is really really fun. It doesn't have the crazy steeps and rocks of like a Brightener snowbird, but man, does it deliver in middle age uh, powder riding. So that's why they called it Powder Mountain. Yes, yeah, so there's powder there's there. There's powder there. And then, um, and then. You're getting me antsy to go seeing, boarding, Just though. seeing, okay, these storms have dropped a ton of snow on resorts you wouldn't normally even think of. Bryant Head, uh, Lee Canyon. I went to Bryant Las Head Vegas. in sixth grade as a, the, with my These church. places are insane. Brian Head is incredible. If it snows and it's, you know, Brian Head's kind of close to St. George, Utah. 
it is good there. Lee Canyon, right outside of Las Vegas. Yeah. Tremendous place to go and have fun. Not a lot of people there. Um, I rode a bunch at Homewood in Tahoe while I was there. Place is amazing. Although I did hear that next year Homewood is has been bought by the same people who own the Yellowstone Club, so it'll be a private ski area, which Boo. fuck that, dude. You gotta dude. just be a billionaire, Todd. I guess. Just make that jump. I'm not. Well just make that leap. Okay. Anyway, um lots so lots of crazy. We're well boarding. and beyond nine inches of snow. Yeah. There, there's there'd be a, you know see that in snow and I will sorry. <laughs> and Mammoth Mammoth has just been in the nonstop um funnel path of these storms. And I can't tell which video I'm watching is from today, a month ago, last season. Yeah. There, there should be dates. <laughs> now I want names and dates on the videos I'm watching. Yeah. I want to know when and where and who it is. So there's a ton of snow on the West Coast. Unfortunately, the East Coast has been dry as a bone. Europe is having a struggling season as well. Japan, Japan's always got good snow. But there's, you know, the West Coast is where to be right now. Yeah. Um, avalanche conditions are probably fucked up, so be very careful if you're going out in Colorado right. or Tahoe. Things are not stable right now. There's been all kinds of crazy uh, rain layers and things like that. So please, please be careful. Follow Jeremy Jones. Jeremy Jones yeah. oftentimes puts up these really cool, informative videos regarding avalanche safety. And the snowpack and what the snowpack is yeah. doing. Listen, and- use use. The internet as your resource there. It's I mean, it's no substitute for actually having taken an avalanche course, but yeah. But please, by all means. And if you're gonna venture, even you have this feeling of safety when you're at a resort and you're like, Well, I'm just at this resort, you know, I'm not on a helicopter or bald face, whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you if you're gonna push the limits, if you're gonna try to be a powder hound, be prepared. Uh, get yourself the equipment needed, mm-hmm. um, you know, shovel, backpack, airbag, whatever, like whatever level you're going for, prepare for that level. Because even if you went off to the side at uh, Mammoth or, you know, in Utah, you can get in trouble because there's so much snow. You've got to be prepared. I'm not trying to scare you. Yes, you are. I just stay on the, I stay on the main You stay, in, most of the time you stay in the parking lot. I um, do like to be in the park. I love parking lots. Um, listen, a lot of people have been asking me. I, I got a. <laughs> a lot I, of people have been asking me. I'm just going to jump on here real quick. <laughs> uh, I got a Karua shaped snowboard okay. a little while ago. People have been asking me about. A lot of people have been asking what, about it. <laughs> how does that thing ride? What are your thoughts on okay. it? So I'm going to give you an honest board review. Unfiltered. Unfiltered board Exclusive. review. Exclusive. The shape, I love it. The yep. shape of the thing, when I look down at it on my feet, it is it's probably one of the best shaped snowboards I've ever seen. The graphics, the white top sheet, solid red bottom, freaking amazing. But I've had more compliments on that board uh, over the past three weeks than any board that I've had since probably my dinosaur board. Okay. Now, it's a little bit heavy. Okay. It's a little heavier than I'm used to. Same but, can be said about me. But what, I mean, that board... Uh, it's dampening, which means that you don't feel so much of like the inconsistency, inconsistencies in the snow. Like when you land a jump? No, just when you're riding down the hill and there's all these little bumps and... Chunder. Chunder. You don't feel it as much because the board's dense it's and damp. Chunder resistant. Um, board's a little stiff for me. Okay. That's li- what she said. It's a little stiff for me. I kind of wish that there was a a little bit softer version of that board 
that didn't weigh as much. Okay. That's that's my review. Is I think that board rides great for for uh, the resort riding that I did. That was really soft and powdery. I thought it was fantastic. I do wish, and if anyone from Karoo is listening, I really would like to get a lighter softer version of that board i think that board if it was lighter and softer would probably be uh one of the top five boards i have ever ridden in my life okay but it needs to be lighter and it needs to be softer for this old head also i saw a new pair of bindings that i thought were really interesting okay okay so do they have nuts on the back no they don't have the nut sacks in the back so you're aware of, you have the step-ons um try it yeah, yeah i've had you were yeah. you're aware of the step-on yeah. um there's a new Nidecker. Now, have you ever seen flow bindings? Flow the ones bindings. that you can kind of like the back, high back clicks back and you shove your foot in and you pull the high back up behind you. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like it was step in. Yeah. Um, so there's a new binding that I saw. My friend Chris Gunnarsson has a set of these Nidecker bindings that are kind of combining the, the strap work of a traditional binding with okay. the back of a flow binding. And it doesn't look all goony like a flow binding. I always thought that flow bindings look kind of goony like the Crocs of a freaking, of a snowboard binding. So <laughs> this, cool. this binding, it almost, there's almost like a little grandma and grandpa's porch swing that would, that you step onto okay. and you step onto that. And as you stand on that, it, it closes the binding up behind you. Okay. So, but you, but initially, when you get these, you stand in it like a traditional binding, and you get your toe strap and your heel strap yeah. all clicked in. And then you can unback, undo the back of it. The high back falls back, and this little like lever that you stand on to lock it. It's very interesting. I don't know if I would ride it because I'm kind of like this weird... Don't try it in powder. I hate new things. But it does have the convenience of a step-on with also the convenience and the traditional... Uh, features of a strap binding. Yeah, I don't know how it how it is in powder. Nothing wrong with strap on. Um, I don't know Those how there, there looks like a lot of parts to break. But if they figure out a way that if if the high back latching linking mechanism breaks, yeah. then you can just lock it like a high back, and then it's just a traditional binding. That would be amazing. If it, Gunny uses it, I mean, I trust it. I yeah, trust Gunny. I mean, Gunny, Gunny's, uh, Gunny's all about convenience. Yeah. I anyway, love I, convenience. I thought that was, uh, I thought that was very interesting. These are some things that I've seen out on the, uh, uh, out on the trail, out on the range, out on the range. So that was snowboard news. Yeah, I had a, a, an additional. I what put this it? in the wrong area. This should be in skate news. Mm. Tony Hawk is on tour. He's on a karaoke tour of California. Yeah, I heard about this. He was singing at the Casbah with Downhill Jam, which is a Tony Hawk Pro Skater cover band. Cover band. They do all the songs in Tony Hawk Pro Skater. But then he played a uh, sang a song with Goldfinger to sold out show in Anaheim. So Tony Hawk, he's on. Now tour. does Goldfinger sing that? Hey there, I'm a rock star. No, who's that? Smash Mouth. I thought it was Chumba, Chumba Wumba. Um, the uh, Superman song from Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Okay. Here I am, thinking everything I can. Oh, oh yeah, like the, the, the original demo. The song that you oh, heard. That, was, uh, that you heard over, over and over and again. Over and over. Oh, the Amoeba song that everyone thinks Amoeba. is saying Tony Hawk. Yeah. Anyway, Tony that's cool. Hawk. I saw Tony at uh, Ken's Memorial. We had a good talk about uh, how good Jimmy Wilkins is. He's good. Yeah, he's good. All right. So, Nerd News is brought to us by Pure Prescriptions. Tight. Take 
the perfect immune if you would like to be perfectly immune to everything and perhaps the cordyceps virus which is our number one story in nerd news because the last of us premiered last night and holy shit chris i can tell you're excited you're okay i just saw my levels look at that look at those levels keep them up i don't even give i don't give a shit anyway levels up the last of us i've been talking about this video game for the past 10 years it is the best story i have seen in media in such a long time, meet all of media. I think so. I think it, it's such a uh, Neil Druckmann, uh, the the writer and the original producer of that game for Naughty Dog. He teamed up with the writer of Chernobyl, wow, the director of Chernobyl. Dude, it. The, so the very first episode premiered last night on HBO. It mirrored the uh, the opening twenty minutes of the game. So you only gave me about. A half hour I notice didn't, I don't care. to watch it. I don't care. You need to watch it. I'm going to watch it. My wife didn't want to watch it. Okay. And we were locked in the house together. It was raining. Right. It would so, have been a great time to watch it. Well, we, we had to work together. I'll tell you what we watched after after you're done telling me how after, good this show is. So uh, the first the first episode covers basically the first hour of the game. And Give me the bullet points. What's it about? I can't. Okay. So I've never played the game. Most people out there have never played the game. I think I'll, I think most people have played. The no, game. most people have so not. This you know you 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 want to classify this as a zombie show like okay. uh, like Walking Dead or whatever. But there's it's way the, this show is way less about the. The circumstances of yes, it's dystopian. Yes, there's like a virus that's messing with humanity and creating yeah. these monsters. But it's really more about the interactions between this man named Joel, who is who has had everything taken away from him. Um, he loses his daughter early on in the game and the story, and he's he's shut off to the world. He pissed. is he is pissed. He has no emotion. What he year should, is it in? This well, originally the game was supposed to the beginning of the game is 2013 <laughs> 2023 then, 2030, but no, actually they change it for uh, the opening of the show is uh, is 2003 and then they fast forward to 2023. Okay, so it's a virus wipes out a lot of the world. Virus it's a, it's called the Cordyceps virus. It's an actual virus that is in nature. It's this it's this uh, fungus that that affects like an ant's brain. Changes the changes the focus of a brand's aim. Brand's aim. Brand's PCP. Focus basically it focuses an ant's brain to do the fungus's bidding while slowly consuming it from the inside. Okay. So this is a real thing. Okay. This is a real thing, and so they've so the so genius documentary. So the geniuses behind uh, the game, and and obviously you've got to research these things and build out a story. Oh well, yeah. So you got to do your homework. Fast forward, uh, this virus has mutated into a form that can infect humans. And now we're looking at a story of a man who's lost everything, who is in charge of getting this little girl who could be the savior to humanity across the United States to Salt Lake City to perhaps synthesize a cure for this virus. And she might be the only one? She is the only one, okay. supposedly. Who's trying to get him? Uh, the world. Is is the zombies? There's the, the zombies are such like the zombies. I would say are like twenty percent of the dangers uh, that you have when society begins to crumble yeah. and the desperation. Human, normal humans are way worse than zombies. It's pretty much the only game that I've ever, the only game I've ever even experienced that if that is like 
hit me with real emotion. Like really? I was like, fuck. Like when it ended. More than Tetris? More than Tetris. Even more than, than um, Super Mario. Wow. It's I, me. I cried. I cried many times as a child playing Super Mario. You probably cry a lot you when know you that play part Fortnite where you have to too because speed across the little yes, things and jump you the You throw pie. your fucking controller. Okay, anyway, well, so I watched some shows too. Okay, what did you watch? Cuz um, they're, they're not even important. I had a uh, a long time Also 98 oh also 98 percentage on Rotten Tomatoes both by critics and viewers. And that is a very okay, rare we'll thing. Okay, watch it. So shove shove this show right in your brain hole. Okay. Go ahead. I... And did I tell you that this... <laughs> I watched some TV, too. It was raining. What did you and watch? And waves were too big for me to surf. What did so, you watch? Okay, I watched uh, a film called The Fablemans. What's that? This guy, Steven Spielberg, I'm telling you, he can make a movie. Oh, is this, the one, good. That's, is this the one that's based on kind of He's good. his... He can spin a yarn. I'll tell you, he can, he's going to be quite a director. This is based on kind of a, a yeah. rough uh, acclimation of his yeah. life. This right? is not the type of movie I would usually watch, but... Uh, wife, wife, and I were just chilling. We're like, you know what? This is a supposed to be a good movie, and it was great. It was uh, basically like loosely based on Steven Spielberg's upbringing. Very well done. Just a great, beautiful watch. Uh, and then you flip that, and something that just drives you insane with anger, but also one of the most interesting things I've ever seen is the Madoff documentary on Netflix. What's that? Bernie Madoff. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Big Ponzi scheme guy. Dude, $62 billion. Of Ponzi. A billion dollars is a lot. 62. So the crux of it was he gathered all this money and the people who gave it to him thought he was investing it, buying stocks. Oh, he was investing it. He was it, not right. doing any of that. Investing it in good times. Oh my gosh, he had a good, great time until he didn't. Uh, crazy, crazy, crazy documentary. I saw, um, the, I saw the funniest thing. This has nothing to do with it, but I think it's, it's really funny. Uh, no, but it's about this guy, um, that this guy who was asking for help on one of these like next door apps oh, no. and he's like, Hey, um, our landlord is about to raise our rent. I'm the head of a household. There's four people living here. Um, I may have deceived the people in the household, uh, in what rent costs I've been living here rent free now because I've been oh. overcharging these people for four years. How do I proceed? Well, you charge great. them the same, but then you pitch in a little bit extra because they've raised the rent. Mm. That's what I was doing with you here for a long time. That's like uh, what I think a lot of uh, low-key drug dealers try to do. They charge what? They, they get the drugs, and then they sell just enough to where their drugs are free. Mm. I don't know what that has to do with that guy's rent. Also, Breakpoint is a new show on Netflix. Not to be confused with Point Break. Not to be confused with The Best of Us. Which is Todd's new zombie show, right? The Last of Us. The Last of You. Not The Best of Us. The Best of Times, The Worst of Times. That show's about The Worst of Times. This show is by the same people that made Surfing's breakout hit, Make or Break. The Last of Us is literally the worst case scenario of doing mushrooms. Because you become one. Oh, so these mushrooms are... Mushrooms really, if you think about it, run the world. Mycelium. Yeah. That's what and I'm telling you. I, t- I talked about mycelium earlier. My silly you. My silly um. My silly friend. Do we Todd. have any questions? We've got a bunch of questions. Okay, here I'm we go. Sure. Questions are brought to you by Nanocraft CBD at Nanocraft CBD. If you would like to ward off a cordyceps virus, maybe start with some CBD. I don't know. Probably would work. Maybe that's it a wouldn't. good place to start. Who knows? 
All right. I'm just looking for some questions here. What the hell is that? What is that? Uh, I don't know. That's weird. Follow at Brian Beelman on Instagram and see some insane photos. That's not the right one. Maybe he's wearing clothes in some of them. All right. So do we have we have some questions. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> Are you on the Monday Mass? Um, Welcome to the Monday Mass. You got a caller? We got a caller. Okay. Her. Here we go. Uh, this is from M Daily Nine. Mem, he and he says, uh, "Oh my God, The Last of Us was so good. I had insanely You're high hopes. This up. And they still exceeded them. I can't imagine how they'll do The Last of Us two. Wow. What do you mean, season two? Season or two. video games. Season two. two would cover the second game. I got a message. What's your message from World Chase Tag? Congratulations to our guy." Davis Vasconcelos. That's not really a. He that's got not really a message. He won best chase. Really? At the WCT five World Championship. I told Davis that best chase award winner. I told Davis that he should like he would be super good at robbing banks. Yeah, he, could he get would get away yeah. really quickly. Also, uh, six stare uh, message about Pat Quirk, legendary, iconic skater from North Seattle. He was a skater, punker, freight train hopper, storyteller, drummer, poet. Uh, they're saying the last of a dying breed of skater. Um, so our thoughts with Pat Quirk's family just sounds like one of those guys like that just lived such an awesome life. A documentary should probably be made about Pat Quirk. Um, oh, here's a question from Chris what? Bailey. What is it? Chris Bailey. If a pro skater, mm. snowboarder, and surfer all starred in a new Star Wars show together, which news section of the mass would you guys put it in? That is very interesting. That would go in nerd news because the only people that care about Star Wars are nerds. I don't know. I don't know if you can call Star Wars nerdy anymore. Is it mainstream? Pop culture. Mainstream is it pop culture? Pop culture. Sorry about that. Okay. Okay, so let's say Tony Hawk gets a role in the new Star Wars series on Disney+. Plus. Uh, I would put that in skate news. First of all, sidebar. Sidebar. Salema Masakela has finally come out with his new girlfriend. We talked about this two weeks ago. Okay. Well, I had a discussion with him. I'm like, you... You went to the source. I went to the source. I'm like, look, Salema, you're dating someone that was in Star Wars, and you didn't tell me. I felt personally hurt and attacked. Yeah. that That is actually... It's just weird that, like... Him keeping his own private, personal relationship right? information right? to himself for a while right? affects you so much. I, I'm with you. I just think, I think if anybody out there has a, uh, a, a significant other that they don't necessarily, you know, they want to keep their relationship between the two of them for a while, if that person isn't Star Wars, I really think you need to tell Todd immediately. I don't think it's fair. I think it's selfish, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I think if you're dating anyone even close to the Star Wars universe, you have to tell Todd. If you're dating anyone that's even seen Star Wars and you don't tell me, did it really happen? Okay, My wife what? saw Rogue One once. Really? Yeah. I did told she, you about that. Did she understand it? Yeah. Uh, okay. We probably have more questions. Really? That's it? That's all you got? Well, One freaking question. Did you put the thing out that says you should ask questions? Yeah. And what happened? We got heavy snow at Mountain High. That's not a question. You're checking Monday Mass Instagram right now? Uh, or nope. did you your own? Okay, well then that's where all the questions are. I'm trying to get there. Robert Pirazzini. What does Robert he say? Robert Pirazzini. Chris and Todd as skate dads. Uh -huh. 
Uh, what are your thoughts on kids wearing protective equipment and skating? My kids don't want to wear helmets if just skating out front and are not wanting to wear them at skate parks either. As someone who has a major, who has suffered a major concussion when skating, I'd like them to wear them. I agree. I agree too. Wear I, your helmet. I feel until like until you're like 16. I this, mean, 18 might be a little bit. This was like I think this is my last snowboard trip that I'm not. I didn't wear a helmet. You keep saying that. I know, but I, I started wearing a helmet two years ago. I know. I'm. I'm. I had one. I lost it. Oh my and, gosh. And uh, I'm going to start wearing a helmet now. Yeah. Even when you're as good as Todd Richards is at snowboarding and skateboarding, not that you should good. probably wear a helmet. I'm not that good. Um, I, I, I should probably start wearing a helmet when I'm skating Poods Park, but uh, I, I always, my kids know that if they go out and skate, no matter what, if it's a curb, a jump ramp, a freaking mega ramp, they're wearing their helmet. Mm-hmm. And Robert, I think that uh, there's enough, you know, you got enough backing. If your kids don't want to wear their helmet, give them my phone number. Give them Todd's number. We will, we will enforce the helmet rules. Chris, I have a question. No problem. Here we go. Um, Who is it from? This is from Bored Yak. Okay. Bored Yak. Monday Mass question. Your boy Dirksen was on the bomb hole. Did he leave out any juicy bits? What's the whole Tokyo Starfish story? So I haven't actually listened to Josh Dirksen's bomb hole yet. I feel like I lived it. I will listen to it. Okay. Josh Dirksen is a legendary pro snowboarder, arguably has the best style that has ever existed in snowboarding, and well, at that. least top five. Um, Tokyo Starfish is a cannabis shop in Oregon that's in Bend. That's I think a sick name for it's a real, store. It doesn't make any sense. Tokyo yeah, Starfish. I know what it is. What is a Tokyo Starfish? It's... A someone from Tokyo's butthole. Is <laughs> it's not the Tokyo? I don't think that's what it's called. But anyways, I don't know if that's he left out any juicy in my, bits in my book. I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna listen to it. I'm assuming that Josh kind of talked about uh, he and I and our history with Moro, and you know, I I don't want to say that I. How do you know he was even talking about I, you? Because because my, because I you. really feel like I helped. <laughs> you were part of it. I was part of it. I helped Josh get to where he was fully pleasurably. Wait, I mean, <laughs> if I, anybody I beg, hears I anybody talking about Todd on a podcast, please text him. He <laughs> <laughs> got he got to know. Anyway, I, I can't wait to listen to it. Um, yeah. And I can't wait. Hanali, slip, Hanali slip has into a that Tokyo. What is it called? Tokyo. Starfish. Tokyo Pufferfish. Starfish. I have a, a question from Hanali. Okay. Hanali says, this question is inspired by Todd's recent Instagram post. God, too many oh. Todd questions. I'm today. sorry, but maybe you're not that interesting. Maybe not. It should become appear to be more interesting. What caused ASR and SIA to disappear or not have the same significance in the current action sports world today? I have a theory. I think it's um, Republicans. <laughs> no, I don't know. I feel that like was, that was a joke. This is an apolitical show. I feel like as anything gets bigger and bigger, and obviously ASR and SIA and trade shows in general are run by a bunch of people who Democrats. like to make money. And I think that they thought that they could start charging more and more for these booths. And eventually, someone had the great idea. I think it was one of the bigger brands said, you know, we can save the $50,000 to set up this booth and not really sell any product because we're actually selling product over the computer these yeah. days. On Zoom? Yeah, exactly. So we don't really need to do that. But that's that's what I really think it was. I think, I think it costed too much uh, to pay to play. But 
I think it's a typical narc move. Yeah, narc. Everyone was having such a great time. Yeah, they went and blew and it. A couple people were like, "But wait, we're trying. We're here to do business." And they're like, "No, we're not. No, we're, we're here not. To party with our friends." And then the business people were like, "Hold on a second. This is becoming a little bit too much of a party." But I think we need that's, to bring it back to business. And, and, and then narcs won. Hence, that's where I think that we need to get rid of the business part of it and have it be more about what was important to everybody was s- was the community yeah. and the partying and the high fiving. And I still have my trade show passes. Do you really? I do. All of them. I save. I save everything. That, I re- I have. I even so have cool. the ones that were fake. You made fake trade show because passes? Because the first couple of times I went to a trade show, there was absolutely no way I was invited. There was no way I was getting on any list, but I I did. I knew a friend of a friend. Oh, my God. Your battery's about to die, and if, and if this battery dies, today's podcast goes in the toilet. Plug this thing in before it dies. See? Crisis averted. Crisis averted. Crisis averted. Anyways, no, oh, so I haven't plugged it. Jesus Christ. The light's not on. Is it charging? What's going on? Chris, you have 2% battery left. This is literally a countdown to see what breaks first, the podcast or Chris's will to plug a cord in. There we go. All right. God, if you would have seen what was going on behind the scenes there, there's a beaver chewing on the cord. Anyway. um, So, yeah, you had to go and beg someone. Like, someone was leaving the trade show. You're like, can I please have your pass? And I still have that one. I got a question from Mason Butner. What did she say? Butner. Butner. Butler, Butner. Uh, did somebody really ride a 115 foot wave at Nazare? Apparently, it was earlier in 2022. The algorithm did me dirty, but yes, there's some big ass waves being ridden uh, at Nazare, and I will say that I'm waiting for the call for the Big Wave World Tour. Almost happened uh, last week, but right now it looks like swells are kind of chilling for a minute, so we could be looking at. Probably February for those big wave events. Nazare, Jaws, coming down the pipeline. Can't wait. Kenny Stanley. Kenny Stanley says, got to admit, Lego Masters, pretty damn fun to watch with the kids. Thanks, Kote. You're welcome. Thank you for asking me a direct question. And yes, that is a great show. What does that say, Todd? You Can you read that? No, nope, uh, can't wait. read it. It's gone. I just went away. Somebody asked something. Um... Old Nerdy Bastard says, Monday Mask question. Oh, and look. What? Old Nerdy riding a Monday Mask sticker on his board. Seen a lot of those. I've seen a lot of those out there in the wild, Chris. You got yourself a repost, Old Nerdy. Uh, Monday Mask question. Choose your women's forum eight. Women's Forum Eight. What is that? Okay, Forum is a the oh, sn- snowboard company, the best eight. And there was a be- yeah. there was like a forum, uh, the women's best of all time. I'm just gonna go all time. Jana Mayan. Okay. Jamie Anderson. Yep. Zoe Sadowski Sinnott. Yep. Um, Tess Cody. Okay. Haley Langlin. Okay. Uh, Chloe Kim. Um, yeah, if you're going to do. I don't think she needs to be on your list. She transcends. Yeah, Chloe lists. Kim's kind of like too big. Um, too popular. Uh, let's see. Jill Perkins. And um, we need one more. I'm going to go with. Kokomo Morase. All right. How's that? Damn, dude, you just rattled rattle those off, bro. Uh, I think that's all of our questions. I think we got a lot out there. Yeah, we did uh, 86 minutes today, which is a long time. That's a good, that's a good, that was a good ass podcast. We'll be back next Monday. Sorry we missed a couple, uh, but man, we just, we got shot out of a cannon. That's why this podcast we just did 
that's almost over is the most is important award, podcast. Award winning. It's the most important podcast you'll the listen awards to. Awards are stacking up. Yeah. Hopefully this worked. And can you hear us good? Can you hear us well? Well, we can hear us. Well, uh, listen. Be be great to each other. Uh, tell your friends you love them, and because you never know when you won't see them again. So we'll see you guys wow. next time. Just gonna uh, leave it like that. Huh? The Muppet In Show. In the most positive way possible. Goodbye. We love you.